to look at breaking up with someone as that I'm going to have to hurt them. No, no, no. You are going to have to tell them the truth. I feel that it's best that we break up because I need to evolve on my own and I don't feel like I can give the best of myself in my current state of evolution to you right now. So it's not fair to you, it's not fair to me and I want the best for both of us. Cap it right there. You are going to set each other free. She fainted three times during the conversation. She stopped eating and she says she feels like dying every second. If you don't provide people closure, if you don't finalize things, you are only stoking the fire of pain. It's been real and we've had some of the best times together. You know, that's great. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and give her a hug. Take her in close. Wrap your arms around her. Press your heart towards hers. Allow your mind to be wiped from your concept of egoic identity. How to break up with someone without hurting them. It seems like a precondition of breaking up that you would hurt them, but it's not the case. People may choose to hurt themselves, but it is within your power to set them forward on a path of love, peace, and joy. And that if you know that at this time in life, that because spiritually, psychologically, physically, romantically, that you're just not in alignment, whether they did nothing, something wrong or all, it doesn't really matter. It's that there is a misalignment that as a mature being, whether you're a woman or a man listening to this, that you would act upon that without hesitation. You wouldn't let years and years of your life slip away into the dust, into the dust of what could have been a beautiful human being, but you just drag them along through the mud, through the barbed wire of a less than fulfilling, less than serving relationship. So many relationships go this way. They go down this path of which that you know that it's not good. You know it's not helping anyone. It's not certainly not healing. It's certainly not powering anyone. But you choose to stay in it. Why? Because of comfort. Because you are so afraid to be alone. But then finally the day comes, the reckoning comes in which that you have accepted your nature as a human being that actually I can never place my self-dependence and worth upon another human being. So I will choose to develop inwardly, internally, building my temple as a human being. And what that means is that I need to clean out the relationship room. I need to clean out the room of the relationships that are no longer serving or fulfilling or that maybe isn't causing damage to this temple. Whatever the case was, that whatever brought you to this breakup inception, that you make the decision first for God's sake, that you... Sit down with yourself and say, I have one life as a human being. She has one life as a human being. And what am I doing if I'm just wasting all my time in it? So let's have this conversation properly. Let's do it right. And that's what today's podcast is going to be about. Today's podcast is going to be about how to deliver that message so that you don't cause further pain. I said before, cut clean, heal strong. Because in a breakup that is less than 100% enlightened, and most relationships are, Right? Unless you are in a 100% enlightened relationship in which both parties acknowledge that neither one owns the other. And hey, that's possible. And I hope that a lot of the people listening to this podcast are moving towards that. And I hope, hopefully, all of you would set that criteria for a relationship as the number one that you would not place an ownership of human being, that you wouldn't attach your ego to that other person. But let's be 100% real right now. Most people choose to open up a gash within their forearm and they use a thread known as their ego to stitch themselves to the other human being. That's how most relationships go, which is why when you do break up, there is so much pain caused in the destruction or the, I should say, extradition of that thread because you're going to have to, you're essentially tearing your arm apart from someone else, tearing your metaphorical arm from someone else. So in the event of that, yes, there is going to be pain caused, but there doesn't have to be further pain caused. There doesn't have to be further hurt caused by your lack of, of social dynamics, by your lack of your ability to show empathy to the other person. And that's what this podcast is about. That's what today is about, is to eliminate the possibility that you would unwillingly, 
maybe with the right heart, but with the wrong mind, make mistakes that would cause further pain to someone else. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go. And with all that being said, this podcast is brought to you by bolddojo.com, where you can book one-on-one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions, and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bold Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring on Fridays. Just go to boldojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentaries, music, all of that, all at boldojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Link is down below in the description. Or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, share over a friend you think would resonate as well. Let's get into today's show. Now, for the context slash setup of today's session, I've got an intense email from a client across the world who's in a very tenuous, very explosive breakup potential situation where there's a lot at stake. It's a very high stake situation. I'm going to be very careful with the anonymity of things, with the protection of identities. So I'll probably eliminate regions and family backgrounds because that's going to play into it. But you get the picture. You get the picture of the psychology between the two and how dependent, codependent she is on him and how there's actually a existential crisis that could be born as a result of the way he breaks up with her. I've already had my coaching session with him. So today, at least for the beginning of this podcast, is very much going to be how I handled him, how I handled the situation, the advice I gave. And then after that, we can dive into just larger principles when it comes to ending relationships and where this podcast may go. Also, we'll say this right now. If you're noticing my voice sounds a little bit different, if I sound a little bit nasally, it's because I'm just on the back end of getting over COVID. Uh, it was a basically just a little bit of a sore throat, a bit of a runny block nose. That was about it. So I'm feeling good, like internally. But uh, yeah, if you notice, my voice is a little bit, uh, a little more Barry White than usual. <laughs> and that's exactly why. So let me get this guy's email. We'll start today's sesh. So as for the two people in question, the male is just over his mid-20s. The female is in her early 20s. He is of a European descent. She is of an Asian descent. That's all I will say. And that when I said that it was very high stakes, very explosive situation, what makes this very unique is that she comes from a particular family background that has very high social status. And we're talking about culturally high social status. So her relationships mean a lot to the wider community. That's all I can say. That's literally all I can say. You know, she's the heir to a certain family. That's all I can say. I will not say any more than that. With that being said, I'm currently in a monogamous relationship with this girl since almost three years. And I know since the first day that I didn't want to stay in this type of relationship forever because I was very aware at that time about where I'm at in my evolution. And I told her since the beginning that it might end someday with a lot of honesty. The thing is that it's been two years that I failed to end this relationship already because I don't really know why. I mean, my intuition and soul knows why, but she doesn't know why and my brain fails at explaining to her when I try to do it. And that's where the problem is. The earthly limitations I'm entangled in. Help. Here are some of the details about our relationship so that you can maybe understand the complex and how complex it is for a single brain to understand. She is the only successor to an old family in a certain cultural region. Uh, she is overly traditional by her education and family who are obviously all monogamous and making kind of forceful marriages as an interest at each generation. She has a lot of pressure from her parents, but also the whole freaking town, uh, the clan. This is very scary, whether it is for marriage, children or everything else. 
And I have a lot of pressure from her parents as well, which I hate having. The main problem, she is hypersensitive, meaning that she cries for the smallest things. So every time I bring up the fact that I want to change my life or break up, she's almost fainting. And I'm not even kidding. I healed her too much about her past. She was abused by certain male figures in her life, which led to her being overly dependent and attached on me. She thinks I'm perfection and has a lot of scarcity about finding someone else like me because all of her social circles are so, in quotes, weird, end quotes, all coming from the richest families of the world, so they have extremely unbalanced mindsets. And he goes on to display, talk about some of those families, which I will not talk about here. She was prone to suicide in her childhood. The three previous points combined made me extremely fearful of quitting her, not even because of her family pressure, but mainly because of her emotional instability and dependence over me. I fear that she cannot overcome it or that she commits again some mistakes when choosing her next relationship like she already did before. By force, by force from her family or by herself from her wrong beliefs about relationships. My secondary problem, she is not evolved enough spiritually yet to understand anything about personal development. Every time I try to teach her, even by quoting your videos, or explain to her what life is all about, she stops to listen or even cry. It has been about three years that I tried to make her evolve on that point, but her life, social circles, and environment are so far away from all of this that she can't even think for a second about another world or another way of living. She even says that she likes that kind of mindset that her clan has, but cannot see that this is the exact reason why she has suffered so much. It's a powerful point, that last bit. My third area problem. And of course, I love her too much to make her cry or suffer that much, so I feel like a douchebag every time, making me fall little by little in the elusive limitations of her clan's beliefs about relationships. I also feel like I'll be losing a lot by breaking up with her. She's smart, beautiful, kind. I love her very deeply. She's kind of my perfect dream except the fact that she's still too young to understand all the previous points so it creates a lot of scarcity in my mind despite having had multiple relationships before her even if i know this is an illusion this is also very painful for me emotionally i know that my purpose is priority over her but well you can see how entangled i am so i'm very lost adam when i see her crying it makes me cry instantly every time i tried to break up i couldn't she's so terrified like a lost lonely and beaten kitten you know and i'm slowly becoming one as well and yet I failed to explain to her why I need to do that. She thinks that I'm abusing her trust by breaking up or thinking that she's not attractive enough or good enough for me, leaving her. She cannot imagine neither open relationship nor the fact that I must evolve externally as simply as that. She's a lost soul and I'm a lost brain. I wish I could just bring her onto another planet and let her discover the true reality and peace. But she has so many veils of sufferings, ignorance and pressure stacked from centuries, even millennia that I don't even know what to say or do. I'm so weak, Adam. Conclusion. I'm so weak. Even in an enlightened soul like mine cannot do anything in front of the cultural tenacity and determination. What would you say or do to such a girlfriend for her to understand that this is neither her fault nor yours, but just the way life works? I need your strength and wise words. Thanks for reading. If you did, maybe a coaching call with you would be the solution, of course, if you have it. Thank you again, Adam. Your greatest fan from this side of the world signed his name. Oh, that's a powerful story, my friends. I just want you to take a deep breath for me. Hold the gravity. As I said before, the potential ramifications for pain with someone who's psychologically so dependent upon him, potential for suicide being thrown in there. I wanted to, as a coach, make sure that he was delivering the conversation properly. When it comes to a breakup, we jump onto a coaching session and I hear him out. I actually do the role play. Being his girlfriend, he's him. He breaks up with me. Okay, what holes are there? What improvements need to be made? What things is he doing well? He was not terrible. He was not 
an absolute hard case, but there were a few big mistakes he was making and we helped to fix that up, which is now what I'm going to dive into here at the beginning of this podcast, very tactically, is just lay out how to actually have the breakup conversation properly. So setting up the environment, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this. This is really like level zero. I wouldn't even call this step one. This is level zero, which is you set up the environment in which that you try to get in person. The reason why I don't feel like I have to say this, but I'm saying it, is because younger generation seems to feel like that Skype or Zoom is adequate. It is not adequate. It is completely inadequate to have meaningful relationships, to have meaningful conversations and conflictual conversations in your life. You must have the full access to the tools of social dynamics that human beings have evolved on for the last hundreds of thousands to millions of years, which is sublingual, subcommunicated, which is your eye contact, your tonality of things, the way that your body moves, right? the way that your energy moves around another person in contact with each other in a room. Right? That's how meaningful conversations should be carried out. So in person as best as possible. And I understand that there are nuanced situations in which that, that's too dangerous, too dangerous to do uh, for fear of personal safety. Not talking about those situations, just talking about when it's a mutually, a reasonably amicable situation in which you don't think that kitchen knives are going to get thrown around. Okay, let's have these conversations in person, setting up the environment. Also, to not do it in an emotionally charged environment. Don't have it in her bedroom or your bedroom where you two have spent great deals of time making love of each other. At best, have it in a mutual nat- naturous, a mutual naturous environment, you know, down uh, by the beach or down in the uh, botanic gardens, or even if it's just you don't have that on access, but you have a backyard where you're just out on the grass, get yourselves in a nice energetic situation. I can help to diffuse, or if not diffuse, but to help absorb a lot of the emotion that would be transferred between you two. Setting up the environment, level zero. Step one, moving beyond that, acknowledge her. This is something that my client uh, performed very poorly at, which most people are not aware of in general. So I'm not flash, not flaming him as or singling him out as the only person. Most clients that I, when I vet their ability to have difficult, difficult conversations, they often forget this step, which is to acknowledge the person in front of you before you dive into the contents, before you dive into the intent. So what does that mean to acknowledge them? To acknowledge someone at the beginning of a conversation is to show them that you see them as a human being that you see their spirit, that you have love for them, that you appreciate who they are and who they were to you, regardless of whatever happens as a result of this conversation. We just say that very simply, and how is that going to sound out? It doesn't have to be an essay. It doesn't have to be a poem that you wrote out the night before. It can be very simply just, hey, listen, Jenna, but that's not the name of this girl. It's a fake name, Jenna. Thanks for meeting me here, Jenna. So I just want to start off by saying that you know, I see you, and I just want to thank you for who you are. Thank you for who you've been to me. Sit into it. Sit into the energy. Hold the pause. Don't breeze by it. It is short, it is sharp, it is simple, but it's heavy at the same time. It's grounded, centered. Let them feel it. Everyone knows when they're being broken up with, particularly if you two are a couple and you've been a couple for years and, and the other partner asks you to meet at a certain time at a certain place, They likely have an idea of what is about to be said, so there's no getting around that. But what there is getting around, or getting to, I should say, is priming them emotionally. And that is what is the underlying principle of acknowledging someone at the beginning of a conversation is. To acknowledge someone at the beginning beginning is to prime them emotionally to be able to absorb the information as clearly as possible. If you start a conversation, as most males do, or emotionally triggered people do. It's really, it is a very male trait, but females are just as liable to do it as well. 
emotionally triggered people is far more the uh, pattern there in which that you just barrel in. You barrel into your intent. You barrel into what you want done or changed or uh, to be rectified. And that immediately is signaled as an attack and received as an attack to the other person. And what happens when we feel like we're being attacked? We put up the walls, which means we're not even going to hear most of what you're saying. So if you're trying to break up with someone and you come straight in saying, all right, listen, Jenna, it's because you did this, it's because you did that, it's because I'm not liking this and I'm not liking that. Before even just, first off, setting the emotional intent and groundwork for where this conversation is going to go between you two, that's a failure on your part. If you're going to prime someone negatively, then do not expect a positive outcome. Prime them emotionally in a positive manner. Expect a positive result. And the result also not so dependent upon them. When I say, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that you'll never be able to control their response to you. However, you can always control your action. You can always control your emotional response to yourself. You know that if you set someone up positively from the beginning, when you look back on that conversation and you ask yourself, did I do everything I possibly could to make that conversation as harmonious and as peaceful as possible? You go back to the start and I didn't acknowledge them. That was my bad. And you might have an emotional response to that in a negative sense. So we're going to make sure that we prime positively by acknowledging them first. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just very simply how and what they've meant to you and make sure they feel it. Opens them up to absorbing information. Now, let's communicate that information. Part two, setting the rules of the conversation. You will need to use social savviness to discern when this is necessary. And I would say it's necessary 99.99% of the times, but I do acknowledge that not all relationships are absolute burning bridges. So use your judgment. Use your judgment. But what I would say is be extremely judicious, be extremely conservative in which that If you know that this person is liable to interrupt or to cut you off, then you must set the rules of the conversation from the beginning, not halfway through, from the beginning, that I need to be heard fully first, and then I would like you to be heard fully afterwards, which means that we don't interrupt each other, and it's just so we don't make assumptions, so we don't get the wrong idea a quarter or halfway through what we were saying, and then you just fly off the handle because you got the wrong idea, we don't want that to happen, so just let me finish fully, and then I want to hear you fully after that. If you set this rule of the conversation at the beginning, then it carries out as a precedent throughout the rest of the conversation. So that if you got halfway through the conversation and you said something that she didn't like and she just flew off the handle and started interrupting you and cutting you off, you would have a precedent to go back to and say, hey, hang on a second. Do you remember what we said at the beginning of the conversation? You know, just let me finish, let me finish, okay? And then she'll be able to recall that and go, oh, yep, I did agree to that. Whereas if you try and set up that rule midway through the conversation, then it just seems like it's an egoic, selfish move in which that, oh, you're just doing that because you want to win the conversation. You want to, you want to start talking yourself. You know, you're just trying to favor all for you. So we set up this conversation, the rule of the conversation. I need to be heard fully first. No interruptions, no assumptions. And then I will hear you fully afterwards. Do not move on until this is agreed upon. When I said before about being judicial with this in terms of I can there are situations in my life where I won't it's not necessary to have to state this verbally because the relationship is a very good relationship and we know naturally not to interrupt each other. But when you're dealing with very emotionally triggering situations, it's still a good rule of thumb just as a safety, just as a safety default to have there. 
he agreed with me, my client agreed with me that it's probably very likely that I will need to do this with her. So he did, I believe. After that, so that's step two. After you set the rules of conversation, well, what have we done here? We've done a number one, acknowledge. Number two, set the rule of conversation. Number three, here's where the contents really comes in, the intent when breaking up with someone. In the most concise and direct, clear manner possible, you communicate what it is that you desire and why. I desire to, for this guy here personally, I feel that it's best that we break up because I need to evolve on my own and I don't feel like I can give the best of myself at my current state, in my current state of evolution to you right now. So it's not fair to you, it's not fair to me and I want the best for both of us. Cap it right there. That right there explains what you need to do and why you need to do it. What did I say? What? I feel like it's best for both of us to break up. So that's the what. It's the action that needs to be taken. Why? You cannot just tell people, okay, we need to break up. See you later. You need to give them why. Because of my current state of evolution. I feel like I need to grow. I need to evolve myself. And that I can't even give the best of myself to you right now, which is only robbing you. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. We need to grow on our own separate journeys. The why. The why was not unambag- It was not uh, ambiguous. It was not fluffy. It was not overindulgent. It didn't take very long, did it? I think it probably elapsed 10 seconds. The actual contents of the breakup intent took 10 seconds, really. And I wasn't even rushing. It was just how few words there were. Why is this so important? Because the more particularly in a situation or a breakup that my client was in here where you've got a girl that he already knows how she's going to respond because he's been failing at trying to break up with her for the last two years. She's going to pull out every trick in, trick in the book saying, no, no, it's not this, it's not that. No, you don't, you don't worthy me. You don't trust me. Da, da, da. Or you don't think I'm attractive enough. Don't think I'm good enough. Ah, you don't. So many different levers can be pulled. So many different reasonings can be pulled. The reason why you want to keep the contents of your breakup compact, concise, clear, cut clean is because you do not want to open up doors to allow someone to lever excuses or reasonings. Even though you know that they that's not their nature, even if you don't th- think that's their nature, when people enter a panic mode and when you're being broken up with, someone who's very dependent upon another, someone who's very dependent being broken up upon with will enter a state of panic. You know, It's very mild to begin with, but as it becomes more and more clear that this is a real thing, it becomes very intense. And actually, that's a very good point because I received a follow-up email after my coaching session for my client and we will get to that. I'll make sure we get to that. I'll just get it up on my phone right now so I don't forget. So you can, they can enter a state of panic and they can become very irrational. So you want to eliminate possibilities of irrationality and panic. The way that you do this is that you remove unnecessary bits of information and you focus it onto the most important bits of information which is what needs to be done and why it needs to be done i said this to my client do you need approval to break up with someone do you need to justify why you are breaking up with someone no of course not but as a decent human being you would want to at least help them to understand why you're not having to justify you don't have to say you don't, and certainly don't have to find approval and seek approval in it and when it comes to a breakup. 
But it's a decent thing, a decent human being thing to do is to at least tell them why. You just you don't take it so far that it helps them to enter a state of bargaining or a state of uh, salesman. Like it's a sale being happening between the two of you in which that you are brokering a discount between each other, trying to salvage the situation. What's most important as someone coming into a breakup is that you have already confirmed your position. You know, this is a very unique social dynamic principle. Well, it's not it's not ultra unique to breakups. It's ultra unique to conflict. Ah, well, okay. What I'm trying to say here is that there's just so many uh, contingencies playing out. What I'm trying to say here is that most of the time when we come into conversations, we actually don't want to have the confirmed mindset. We don't want a conf- confirmation bias. We want to remain open to hearing what the other person has to say that would possibly inform us and maybe change our opinion. That is not the case in a breakup or the ending of a relationship or an ultimatum of a conversation. What I'm speaking to there is business relationships, family relationships in which someone has done something tremendously uh, deleterious and they must be made aware of this and that the relationship will end if that behavior doesn't change. So, But in this case, it's even more ultimate than that in which that whether you're a man or woman listen to this and you're breaking up with your partner you are not looking for their approval you're not looking for their response while you want to hear their response it will not change your intent it will not change what you have already confirmed for yourself otherwise you will end up like my client here wasting two years three five years god forgive god forsake 10 years of your life in a relationship because you failed to break up with them time and time again because you were not confirmed and strong within yourself. As you saw in the email, self-confessed, self-professed, I am weak, is the words of this client. I I very much had to hammer that for him in which that we're not seeking for confirmation here. You come to the conversation with confirmation. Very unique to a breakup. So, once that has been heard, shut up. Stage four. So we've gone through acknowledge. Number one. Number two, rules of the conversation. Number three, intent. Number four, shut up and hear her intent. Now, I wouldn't call stage four shut up. <laughs> I'd call stage four, that's what it is. Stage four is her intent or their intent, which is to then literally shut up, pass the torch. Pass the torch over, let it go, and let them let it go. Let them espouse all of their emotions. Allow them to empty all of their pain, all of their confusion, anything and everything that is dwelling within them. You are the ocean to which this tiny little human will relinquish themselves. That is the nature of your vessel, that you are the entire ocean at this point. You acquire nothing from them. You place no judgment upon them. You're not seeking to berate or to or to even lessen their pain, whatever it is that they're about to espouse, right? If they say, I'm such a shit person, or I'm such a, uh, I'm just, I knew I was never good enough, right? You're not, you're not there to say to them, no, 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 it's not like that at all. Or no, no, just shut up. Shut up. Let them work through it. Let them work through it, okay? Because... In truth, the lessening of the pain for them has already been largely taken care of to your fullest extent prior to this stage of the conversation. The fact that you set them up and primed them emotionally, positively from the beginning, that's massive. 
the fact that you set up rules of the conversation that will allow for the conversation to flow in a harmonious nature, that's huge. The fact that your intent was so concise and clean, it was not ambiguous, it was not confusing or muddling, that it was just direct and open, crystal clear. That are the, those are the key measures that would reduce the pain because if you look at how breakups break down, it is in failures in the first three steps that you just barreled in like a bull in a china shop. You didn't even care for their emotional set point. You didn't care for the state that either of you were coming in. That you didn't even let them know that there would be a time and a place for them to air all of their emotions. That you just started reeling out all the mistakes and all the things that they did and all the things that you're unhappy with. And it's just that's how blood boils and that's how bad things can happen and how things that should never be said get said and how potentially hands get laid that hands never should have been laid. So a lot of the pain that could have been caused by you has already been reduced by way of nailing the first three steps. So when it comes to step four, is what I said before in the intro of the podcast. You know, how to break up with someone without hurting them. It seems like a precondition that breaking up with them will hurt them. No, no, no. Depending on your state of attachment with the egoic thread that I mentioned that is connecting your two arms together, dependent upon that state, but let's just say that it is heavily attached to a very thick cord of ego, that they will incur self-inflicted pain, large amounts of it, but we do not need to add anything further to that. When it comes to stage four, you are now going to observe and be educated to what degree that they have installed and allowed the cord of ego to form between you two, to, to thread you two together. And how painful it is, how deeply woven those threads are, the more painful it will be as they try to tear it out themselves. But that is not to be confused with you causing them pain. It is a mistake, in my opinion, to look at breaking up with someone as that I'm going to have to hurt them. No, 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 no. You are going to have to tell them the truth. Whether they come to the truth as a point of pain, that them realizing what the truth was, which is that you guys were no longer in alignment, that on a physical, spiritual, psychological level, you two were no longer in the same place in life that would bring about a positive benefit for either one, that it would only lead to further deletion of self, of self-value, of a feeling of meaning in this world. And if you were to continue this relationship that in five, ten years' time, there is no chance, it is a guaranteed that you two will be worse off, not better. And as a result of realizing that truth, you are going to set each other free. That truth, whether you want to view that as benevolent, as righteous, as a positive thing, okay, that's still egoic though. The truth is the truth, which is that this is what needs to be done. And so you can view that truth through a lens of, I don't want this to happen or I want this to happen. One is going to cause a greater deal of pain a great deal of pain more than the other. So please do not get confused with in order to break up with someone, I need to hurt them. No, in order to break up with some of them, you must tell them the truth. And in the manner with which you tell them the truth will be the result and will show the result of how much pain you either did or did not cause them. It is the 
The truth itself, it is not yours to decide how much pain that they will self-inflict as a result of hearing that truth. It is your prerogative, it is your responsibility to the degree in which you communicate the truth. And that is where you will cause pain or maybe not. If you've done everything, as I said before, through steps one, acknowledge, step two, setting the rules, step three, conveying your intent. And if you did it to even, you will never be perfect, but you know, 75, 80% efficacy, I should say effectiveness, you know, a, a reasonable job, a reasonable job in all three of those steps, you are going to be leagues above most other human beings. I have coached many breakups. I have, and when I say that, I don't mean that I've literally been at the point of which that they were about to break up with them. I'm talking about post-breakups. As in, I'm talking, I've been far more on the back end. Most of the time, people come to me after their breakups to deal with the pain they caused, with the way that they broke up with them, with how that they're feeling like pieces of shit, how they feel terrible, how they feel like they just can't move on. Or... Vice versa, I also hear the I also have dealt with people on the other end in which that they have been broken up with in the very poor manner and are finding it very difficult to be able to move on with their lives because so many holes in those first three principles and which would lead to the lack of closure, lead to the lack of feeling like this person actually cared for me as a human being. It's so clear that they didn't. Maybe they did, they just weren't able to communicate that, hence pain was caused. So So I just wanted to make sure that we're all very clear. Breaking up does not have to cause pain. And you having to break up with them is not inherently causing them pain. If they choose to receive the truth of the breakup itself as painful, that is them. That is their ego. That is their 50. That is their reckoning. What I'm most concerned with and what you should be most concerned with is executing that conversation, that communication in the most loving way possible. Not just loving in a uh, caring way, but loving in a very direct way. As I said before, cut clean, heal strong. Now, here comes the second part of that. When I keep saying cut clean, heal strong, that is the philosophy that I wrap up my entire breakup philosophy into. That is the treasure chest we have opened. That's the name of the box. But in terms of the contents of the box, that's what we're going through right now. But there's part two of that. Largely, we've gone through part one of that phrase, cut clean. Cut clean is to use a blade that is sharpened to the edge. So there's no fat There's no five-hour conversation about you trying to communicate what it is that you want and why you want it. It took 10 seconds. It took 10 seconds. The blade is in pristine condition. Your communication is the blade. Pristine. There's no dullness to it. And most importantly, you're not trying to hide the blade either. You're not trying to pretend that the blade is a flower. I said this to a client recently as well. that, That sounds like you're attempting to use a flower or trying to cover up a sword for a flower. I don't pretend that the sword is a flower. Right? When people say, ah, oh, I'm going to try and let them down easily. There is no letting them down easy. Letting them down easy is causing more pain. Right? Letting them down easy is a falsehood. It is an illusion. What letting them down easy actually means is to cut with a dull blade. I'm not sure if any of you have experience with knives, but have you ever attempted to slice a, say, a tomato with a rusty blade? You butcher it. You, you butcher that shit. You ever you try and hack your way through a piece of meat with a rusty knife or a dull knife? It's not pretty. It's not pretty and it's a, it's a lot of work. But if you've ever had a professionally sharpened knife, and I mean like a legitimately professionally sharpened knife, 
it's just butter. It's effortless. It's ease. It's actually a pleasurable experience to cut with a clean blade. Clean referring also to its sharpness, not also, not just its apparent nature. So when I said pretending that you're cutting with a flower, that's what letting them down easy is, which is to say that, hey, listen, it's not you, it's me. Hey, listen, it's, it's because of it's because of this reason or that reason. It's my family. It's my work. It's my travel, right? While all these things may have some role within it, the core of all breakups is always a misalignment in your journey of life. It is always the core. I can't think of a situation in which that that is not the core. Now, it does not say that there is not a time or a place in which that those misalignments of journeys had absolutely nothing to do with pain. Right? Some of you may be confusing pain with the joke. Well, hang on a second. The reason why I have to bring up with this person, Adam, is because they cheated on me. Yeah. And you blame the cheating, or you think the cheating is the core of that issue. The fact that he slept with another woman is not the core of the issue. The fact that he wanted to sleep with another woman is the core of the issue. What was going on within him, what misalignment within his journey of life, within who he was in relation to who you are, caused that point of cheating. Right, the the it was only a manifestation. The cheat, the having the sex with the other woman was a symptom. It was not the root cause. There was obviously something going on within him that inspired that intent. We must always look to that intent first to understand human beings' motives. Every breakup and every the core of every breakup is a misalignment of journey, who you are, your journey in life in relation to theirs. It's not always painful either. The best breakup I ever had in my life was a, of course, a misalignment of journey, but it was just that. We didn't cheat on each other. Uh, we didn't betray each other. We didn't deceive each other. It was just literally standing in this room, literally where I am right now, literally where I am standing right now. One of the best breakups of my life was her right there. I was right here. And we just started crying and smiling at the same time, realizing that, you know, we're just no longer in the same place in life anymore. And that's Okay. I still hold love for you and I always hold love for you and now comes healing strong. Once you have cut cleanly and you have severed the ropes that attached you to in this life egoically, then you may begin the healing process which is once she has done espousing all of her emotions, just enraging all of the deep dwelling points of pain within her, as to why this either should or should not happen and how this is making her feeling. It may be rational, it may be irrational, it doesn't matter. You let her get all of it out and then you reiterate, is there anything else? Is there anything else you would like to describe? I'm here. As I said before, I will be the ocean to which you can jump into. That is the nature of being a vessel for a masculine being, for any human being, really. So, once she has exhausted herself within your ocean of acceptance and understanding. You may then begin that healing process, which is then to finish the conversation on an reception of love. A reception of love that acknowledges what needs to happen now, but why it needs to happen. Which may sound a little paradoxical as I start to explain it, so hang with me. Final stage of the conversation, stage five, after stage four of hearing her out, hearing her intent. The separation. 
for those of you that are living together, most important to organize how your separation will begin because the separation is the beginning of the healing. These two, my client and this girl, they don't technically live with each other, but they spend a lot of time with each other. So it's a little bit easier that way. But as I instructed to him, as I was instructed to all of you, which is that when you have finalized and to signify the finalization of your breakup, you must have a separation of communication, separation of contact and communication in which that you do not have a back and forward afterwards on Signal or WhatsApp. You're not talking to each other on Instagram afterwards. You're not going to go and see her the next day. You're not going to call her the next day to see how she's doing. You don't expect her to do that to you. We need to separate in order to let the emotions settle. This has whipped up a storm, a storm within both of you. It's highly, highly emotional. You're both likely not seeing or perceiving the world in a very objective manner right now. So other areas of your life are largely or likely liable to be affected as well. You need time to just get your bearings, grip your bearings out in this ocean to relocate your position among the stars to find out where you are in life. That cannot be done simultaneously if your healing process has not even been allowed to be done. Right? If, you, if you are going to remain in contact with her, seeing her or speaking with her, then you are not only forsaking your ability to actually finalize the breakup, but also forsaking her ability to heal. Especially for my client here, who the girl is very dependent upon him. She needs a finalization of closure. When I said before, heal strong. The strongest way to heal is closure. If you as a human being have the potential and the capability in terms of you're both still alive, you're both on amicable terms, you're both mature beings, give each other closure. That is the greatest gift you can give to someone in a breakup. Closure is not only doing everything that I've said in this walkthrough of how to break up with someone in the right way without hurting them, to the best of your abilities. That's also a big part of closure, just doing it to the best of your abilities. But most importantly, part of those abilities is to tell them why. Tell them why. Don't just ghost. Don't just run away. Tell them why. Front up. Be a mature being. Have a difficult conversation. Evolve as a result. Come closer as a result in time. Another big part of closure is to actually finalize the breakup. To not have this, as Jerry Seinfeld once described, as a refrigerator relationship of just trying to knock over the 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 vending machine i should say the vending machine in which that you know for those of you who are young enough you remember if there was these things i remember when i was in high school if you rocked the vending machine back and forward enough you could get free shit out of that <laughs> so people jerry seinfeld had a bit about it in terms of viewing a lot of people have breakups like vending machines in which that they just rock it back and forward they never really fully push it over finalize a relationship, bring closure. As I said in How to Heal a Broken Heart podcast, which was two episodes ago, hope hurts. Hope really hurts. Having the door for hope in which that maybe he'll come back, maybe he'll take me back, giving her that potential, that is insidiously destructive. If you as a masculine being are listening to this and you're not willing to be, for lack of better words, a man about it, and to just finalize the breakup and say, okay, and now, thank you so much for engaging in this conversation with me, for the relationship and the time we had together. I'll always honor it. Now we need to have at least two weeks 
where we just separate from contact and communication just so that we can settle the emotions and finalize this. Done. You communicate it like that. You say it with love in your eyes. You make sure you get her acceptance. You make sure that she agrees upon that. And then, and then you can hug it out. And then you can bring the true love, right? You, it's just so highly undervalued, the communication of love that comes through physical contact. Yeah, it's great to be able to say the word. It's great to then say, you know, it's been real. It's been real and we've had some of the best times together. You know, that's great. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and give her a hug. Shut the fuck up. Take her in close. Wrap your arms around her. Press your heart towards hers. Allow your mind to be wiped from your concept of egoic identity. Allow the realization of who you once were to be deleted finally. Allow this relationship to be archived into the lessons of your humanity so that you may now move forward free, both of you free, to explore each other in ways that no longer is dependent upon each other, but is only serving and fulfilling that you are free of a monogamous, exclusive relationship that was not serving. But now, as friends, you can help each other, knowing having known each other so intimately. And this is the always the coming back question, which is, well, after these two weeks of no contact, no communication, how does it work after that? People always say, can you, can you be friends with your ex? Is it, is it impossible to be friends with your ex? I believe that if it serves both of you, being friends after having been in intimate relationships is more than possible. Whether you desire that or not is really the main question. But most people believe it not to be possible because everything had to end in fireworks. Because, a volcano I should say, because there was a meltdown at the end, most people say, of course, you can never be friends with your ex. But as I said, one of the best breakups I've ever had. She's moved states and she's living a different life, doing other things now after, after many years but there's zero bad blood between each other. And if she was still around, you know, we would be, we could go for a walk on the beach and it'll be fine. You know, we could be friends, it'll be fine. You know, it's just whether you desire it or not. But coming back to that point of communication of love, when I say heal strong, part of the healing, big part of the healing is the closure, the closure of having the conversation properly, the, com- the closure of telling the why, the closure of finalizing the breakup. But most importantly, the closure of making sure that you still care for them as a human being which is what it would have been so important for this client with his girl to have communicated to her afterwards, was that when he did hug her afterwards, finalizing it, that he communicated true love. The love absent of a narrative, the love absent of an ego, the love that is present in this moment now, the love that communicates that I see you and I know that you will always be a part of me for wherever we go in this life. We'll always be connected. Eternally on this endless round of connection as human beings inhabiting human bodies with our spiritual cause, our essence, who we truly are. It's easy to forget as a human being that you are inhabiting a vehicle, you are inhabiting a body.
you are temporarily parked within a physical manifestation which will one day reside, which will one day melt back into its carbon bondings, back into its organic matter to be repurposed as something else physical in this world. But there is something that lives on, lives on and breathes on within you, that animates you, that which animates you, that purity, that's love, that is love. And the word love itself being only a finger which points to a realization of truth, a finger of a moon. Within the moon, hopefully you'll find that truth within you so that you would end a breakup conversation by being able to say to her, through a hug and not through your words, that I love you. While we may not be in love with each other to the romantic level, I love you and I will love you forever. For you had meant something to me in my life. And I hope that everyone listening to this podcast would honor every single being that came into their life with the same love. Whether they were the parent that abused you, the principal that bullied you, the kid at school that showed you a, showed you a smile when no one else would. The guy in the back of the gym locker room that actually gave you a pat on the back when you hit a PB last week. The man at the coffee shop who remembered your order. In all your daily experiences that you would express love to anyone and everyone, regardless of what treatment you were shown because you had understood the nature of what life was. You'd understand who you were, who they were. You understand that we're all in our own different threads of life. We're all in our own journeys. We're all learning what we need to learn now. We all wake up in our own time. And as we do wake up in our own time, that may not be in this lifetime. Sometimes it takes a lifetime to understand the pain that we will traverse throughout this physical manifestation that we call reality as human beings. But to come to the end of it, to fall asleep, to go into the dark night, to realize that there is a much brighter light waiting for you. When you feel that bright light within you, why wouldn't you want to end any relationship structure such as a monogamous relationship with love? Recognizing the essence of who they are, who you are, that we are all the same. Now, yeah, please, please take a moment to deep, breathe it in deep and I'll get some water. <sighs> Feeling the energy. So as I said, my client had sent me some follow-up feedback after our coaching session, after he conducted the breakup conversation with her, and this is what he had to say. Hello, Adam. First off, thank you for your help. I did my best, and here's what happened. We talked a lot during two days. We dig to the bottom of her heart, and here's what we found. She said tons of times that she has a lot of love to give and she gave me everything, body and soul, but that sadly, her whole life, she felt like people are not ready to receive all of her love. She sees love as the capacity to sacrifice for others. She says that she has always and will always prioritize others to her. I think he means above her. She prefers to die herself than let others die. There's absolutely no doubt that in her mind, this is unquestionable and inflexible. Of course, she needs then that people give her that love back, otherwise she's very sad disappointed and frustrated but if people like were like her then she would be happy that's why he says i think he means that's why she says people are not ready in the sense that they're not evolved enough spiritually to be like her so when i explained to her that even if i want her love i'm not able to give it back as much as that first because i don't even have the energy and maturity to do so and second because i don't see life as a sacrifice she fainted three times during the conversation and lost her legs abilities for an entire day she stopped eating and she says she feels like dying every second. I didn't even know that was possible. The fact that she's so sensitive makes it impossible to talk calmly. 
I don't even know what to think anymore about that. I feel like it's one of the oldest dilemma on earth. Prioritizing yourself or others. My answer would be that it is cyclic and depends on the situation. But if you have any opinion about that, I'd be happy to hear it. Finally, she negotiated an open relationship with me. But she says that it will destroy her so much that she doesn't even know if she'll handle it even for a year. Because when she gives love, this is only to one person. So here we are. I'm okay with that. But on her side, maybe she will just quit one day if I still refuse the sacrifice slash exclusive all-in mindset. Her sacrifice mindset is indeed an interesting paradigm, but I don't know if this is a question of culture, philosophy, or evolution, but this is a source for all of our problems and none of us agrees to change this core value. This creates, for example, those disagreements, rules over liberty, exclusivity over inclusivity, stability over incomfort, status over exception, punishment over pardon, family and country over yourself, etc. I don't know, she looks so pure in her love, but on the other side, it just is it just a look indeed? Because this love sounds oppressing to me. Of course, sometimes I need rules, comfort, exclusivity, stability, status, justice, but not 100% all the time, especially at this time in my life. If you have any thoughts, I'd be happy to hear it, of course. So I'll read you my response to him, which was quite brief, but very direct. First off, thank you for providing this feedback. I'm glad that you carried out the conversation as best you could. It sounds like you came to understand much about her inner workings. Pause. He obviously made a lot of mistakes within the conversation. The fact that it elapsed for such a long period of time, it sounded like there was a lot of going back and forth between the two. So it sounded like he probably bent in a lot of parts of the conversation, didn't keep it as clean, cut clean as I was like, as I would like, but it was obviously a lot better than his previous two years of attempts. So, and that's what I say to my clients quite a lot, actually, which is that I don't expect them to become me in a night or to do everything that I instruct within a night. If you can even take 10 to 13, 10 to 30% of what I say in a coaching session and improve your performance as a result of that, that's a huge win, right? Of course, I would like it 100%, but that's unrealistic. So it does sound like you got a much better outcome than uh, has previously happened because there was in fact an outcome. However, I did have some problems with that outcome, which is what I'm going to relay now. So yes, I said thank you for the feedback and it sounds like you came to many understandings about her inner workings. The major red flag I've observed is when you said, finally, she negotiated an open relationship, etc. I wouldn't recommend an open relationship for two people who've been so closely intertwined for so long, and more so because of her psychological makeup. It will keep the fire burning within her and withhold the ability to truly move on and heal. Simply, it's hurting her more, regardless of whether she can see that right now. Remember the key intent. Do what's best for both of you. Sending love to both of you. Adam. So his email was obviously quite long, but I have to consolidate into what needs to be done now. And as a lot of you who've listened to this podcast so far, you probably already picked up that red flag, which is that, hang on, what about the finalization? What about the separation? What do you mean open relationship? Exactly. Massive red flag for the reasons of what I just said. If you don't provide people closure, if you don't finalize things, you are only stoking the fire of pain and delusion, most importantly, because I guarantee you, she didn't choose the open relationship because that's what she wants. She chose it because that is what she needs for egoic survival, for her survival of identity, that this is the only way that I can continue to have him in my life, so I'll take it. That is not a strong, powerful position for any human being to be entering a relationship from. And for him to enable that, he said in his email that I'm okay with that. Well, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be okay with that. Why would you be okay with causing more pain? So to the point of this podcast, how to break up with someone 
without hurting them. Breaking up with them is not inherently hurting them as we have described. Choosing to enter a different form of relationship, such as an open relationship once you've been in an exclusive monogamous relationship for so long with someone who's so dependent upon you, that is causing tremendous levels of pain to them. It's essentially holding their feet to the fire. Now, you're not fully throwing them into the fire yet, but you just, you're going to cause them long-term pain. So it's not my role as a social dynamics coach to respond to him by saying, you must not do this. That is not my position. So you see that I'm very eloquent in my writing saying, I would not recommend for these reasons, but do what you will. Live your life how you will. But it shows to me a lack of maturity, a lack of strength, a lack of care and concern for the other human being. Right? I, know, I know that it's easier in the moment to not do the full breakup, to go into the open relationship. And that in some scenarios may be okay. Very case by case though, it depends on your entire relationship, who they are, who you are. But based on the psychological makeup of this girl, who's fainting during breakup conversations, who's uh, so dependent upon him that her entire worldview revolves around exclusive monogamy, I was going to say monogamity, that's definitely not a word, but exclusivity monogamous. Offering her an open relationship, she's not choosing that. It would be completely different if she chose that because she thought, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go out and start meeting other people and yeah, let's just have a little bit of fun between you and I. I guarantee you that's not the mindset in her mind right now. That's not her mindset. And I've never even met her, but I just know, but based upon her makeup, it is, you would, that's a, a million to one shot. The other 999,999 other shots would say that she's only doing this as a way to persist through this, at this point, this monstrous amalgamation of what would be a relationship between human beings. This is not serving anyone is what I'm trying to say. And that is why it's monstrous. You're wasting years of your life. You're wasting your lives by fooling each other into thinking that this is something that is not, right? Whether, I'm, I was about to say, it's much better to cause pain now than to guarantee pain later. But, but that even itself is still not the full depth of truth because there's a level, there's a layer below that which we have described, which is that him breaking up with her is not going to cause more pain. Him breaking up with her is going to cause truth. And her realization of truth and her harmony with that truth may lay out a path to pain for her, but that is her choice to walk. If him making a final choice of breaking up, and I know I've said this before, so I won't rant again, but just to solidify, for him listening to this to really concrete my point here, if she chooses to realize or to interpret the breakup as an attack, you will never be able to control that. If you did everything you could to let her know your intent, right, to heal, not only cut cleanly, to be direct in your message, but to be empathetic in your care afterwards in which that I acknowledge you as a human being and that yes, we need time for separation, but after that, of course, I will always, and now that, I will always love you. Whether we may not be in love now, but I will always love you and I will always care for you as a human being. If those are there, then there is no causing of pain from your end. There is a causing of truth and you are missing that truth right now is what I would say to that client if you persist in this relationship. And that is not my place to approve or disapprove of. 
If, if you want to live through a non-truth, that's your choice. That is, you are more than, more than welcome. But it will cause more pain. Living through non-truth will cause more pain. Okay. Okay. Take a deep breath. Slow it down. A great test and a great measure for you, all of you listening right now, as we step out of my client's one-to-one conversation, is to think about the relationships you have in your life and to measure them by the standard by which you would wish to be treated and the standard by which you would wish your daughter or son to be treated. I often use this rubric with my clients, which is, who do you have to be to be the person that you would want your daughter to meet? What kind of principles, what kind of values, what kind of behavior would you have to demonstrate that you would want your daughter to one day be on the receiving end of? No one's perfect. And that's what this life is. It's a journey of lessons. Life is a transcendence of lessons. But I would hope that we would not actively choose painful paths if we knew that there was another way. If this was my daughter on the receiving end of this male's performance, with all of her psychological dependence on him that she has to work with, absolutely. But if she came home and told me that he offered her an open relationship and she said yes, while I would obviously have to sit down with her and have a conversation about why she said yes to that, that's her 50, but I would take a walk out under the stars and reflect on why has this male been so weak to not cause true closure and finalize it? He's causing my daughter further pain. That's what's happening. Imagine if it was your daughter. Yeah. You know, things change. Things change when you change the set by which you measure. When you raise the stakes, when you raise the philosophical and psychological stakes of your life, it's very easy to rationalize your behaviors when you're just one of one within yourself. But when you think about, okay, what if this was happening to someone who I really cared about? Then you might change what you do and think differently about how you do. And so when it comes to this core idea of breaking up with someone without hurting them, you do that by delivering truth. And when you deliver truth in a manner that is crystal clear, is clean, but it offers a path of healing. And and that is what the paradox I was referring to as before, which is that the path to healing may seem paradoxical in which that the path to healing is through truth, which some people can interpret as pain, but do not interpret it as pain, as a default. Truth itself is light. Truth itself is enlightenment. Truth itself is the love that is born within all of us. Truth is, it is that point of reflection that when two mirrors come to each other to realize that they are the same being. When you would have, if you were to place two mirrors in front of each other, who's looking at who? The image being displayed between two mirrors facing each other. Which image is whose image? At that point, it is indiscernible. It is incalculatable. Which image is being transferred from which mirror? They are seeing each other. And the seeing of each other is the truth I am trying to describe to all of you right now that as it shines through my window right now, should fill you, should fill you through the depths of wanting to deliver the best experience possible. To want to guide a breakup conversation in which that you push forward that truth. And for those of you that are maybe a little bit sunken in your darkened energy in which that it's hard for you to even grasp the concept 
of infusing light into your message. Please take it at the most tactical level first, which is that even if I don't fully understand what it means to deliver an embodied message of light, how about I just do the actions that would map to that? You know, that's where we all begin. We all begin with mapping our actions to what would bring the best outcome. It's very much similar to learning Tai Chi. When you learn Tai Chi, you learn the movements first and you have no concept of what Chi or energy is. And so when you, when you get into the horse stance and you raise your hands and you drop your hands, that's it. You drop your legs, horse stance, raise the hands, lower the hands, and you're just drilling that movement. And it just feels like, oh, my hands are going up, my hands are going down. That's all that's happening here. And then as you practice, as the days go on, the weeks and the months go on, you start to realize that there is a core and a center of energy within you that you can derive energy from that pulsates, that emanates through these movements. And you start to release your energy. You start to curve it, shape it. It becomes a malleable physical thing you can feel within your hands. And so now the hands up and the hands down are more than just hands up, hands down. Now it is hands up, energy goes up. Hands down, energy goes down. It is a caressing and a play of energy. That is, there are levels to which you understand a progression and a movement. So for those who are learning to break up, if you feel like maybe, okay, you kind of lost me there a little bit with the energy and the light stuff, that's okay. That's okay. You know, that's the height, that's the full potential of a human communication is to infuse not only your energy and your love and your light into the message, but the message itself being the very best possible message. As you can see, we're in a part of the podcast right now where we start to unload the more complex or advanced concepts. But I make sure at the very beginning, it's very tactical, it's very digestible and absorbable for anyone of any education level, which is that you just do through point one to summarize. Number one, well, level zero, I should say, set up the environment, non-emotionally charged, in a place that is going to be preferably in nature, but in person. Okay, step one, acknowledge the person. Step two, set the rules of conversation. Step three, your intent. Step four, her intent. Step five, separation and the full closure, finalization. You go through all those five steps, plus zero, if you will, then that is everything you would ever need to do to break up with someone in a way that would not cause pain, that would only cause truth. Then, if you can take that and infuse into everything you did and said with love and light, even going right back to the beginning of point one when you acknowledge them, when I sat into that and I say sit into it, when you say that I see you and I want to thank you for who you are, that you would put love and light into that. This is what I'm talking about now. It's like this is like the, the sustenance, this is the meat on the bone. You have the bonal structures of what would constitute a well-executed conversation. And then you add meat to it. You add the meat and the fat and the nutrients, which is your love and your light, to want the best of both of each other. You know, that's how you're going to get the best human experience possible. I care about this stuff very deeply because our relationships is our lives. Our relationships is our world. All of the issues in humanity you can see right now are a breakdown of relationships. All of the issues, whether you want to argue about climate change or argue about nutritional protocols of veganism, etc., or you want to argue about the energy crisis or wars or conflicts, it all comes down to relationships. We're all human beings. Right? We're not run by AI yet. 
Our AI is still very rudimentary. And we certainly don't have self-autonomous or autonomous AI in which that they no longer require engineers to program them. We're not there yet. We're still just these emotional little chimps running around. These, these chimps that walk, walk up right all the time. Very good fine motor skills. We have language. We create fire. But for the most part, we're very emotional. We're very prone to bias. We're very prone to our own confirmation of delusion. To think that our one-on-one perspective is all that could be experienced right now. To not realize that actually our actions have ramifications outside of ourselves to the point of which we could never even fully understand. Has it ever dawned upon you that you've never truly understood another person fully? Has it ever dawned upon you that you've never seen a tree that the way another person has seen the same tree? That you've never heard a song the same way another person has heard a song? You, you, you think that you heard this love by Maroon 5, but you've never heard it the way that your best friend has heard it. We assume with a mutual agreement that the color yellow is yellow and that red is red, but we don't really know. We're taking it on good faith that you're not lying that when we say red's red, that red's red. So when it comes to it, and those are very basic things I've just described. Now we talk about emotional communication, that you think that your understanding of empathy is the same understanding as another's, that you think that the way that they're hearing your message is the way that you're actually saying it. It's like, come on, there's, there's levels to this. There are levels to this, which is why that as social dynamic practitioners and practitioners of human dynamics, we should endeavor to minimize that gap as best we can. And I said something before, which was that you've never fully understood anyone. I need to add a transcending nuance to that, which is that I believe that to be the case in most scenarios, except for when you step into true presence. I believe the only time you can fully understand another human being is when you delete your concept of self and you step into the presence of now, absorbing all of who they are, feeling the depth of their heart beating within yours, so as to not even recognize that you are inhabiting another human body, that your mechanic is no longer present. You've entered a different conceptual realm of reality. Your perception of reality has altered to the point of non-recognition. That is how present you are. And right now, I'm only using words, as I said, as fingers to point to a moon of truth, a realization that could never be described by words. Hopefully sometime in your life, you will experience this. Hopefully some moment in your life, you would be such, you'd be such so lucky, so beautifully blessed to realize a presence in which that you have done away with who you think you are and the body that you inhabit so as to fall upon a silence that lasts an eternity. To find yourself within a silence that lasts an eternity What could be more necessary? What could be more fulfilling as a spiritual being inhabiting your human 
mechanic. Within that space, you may find a fully understanding of another because at that point, there is no more other. And that is why I said it's a paradox. So as long as you choose to inhabit your concept of self and that you take seat within Adam, Jenna, you will never truly understand Jenna and Jenna will never truly understand Adam. But you can do the best you can to minimize that gap. That is what has been the birth of this podcast. The birth, breadth, and depth of this podcast has been to minimize the misconceptualization of what you two know to be truth between each other. Stepping beyond one more level, just for those of you that like to write a little deeper. Stripped of all... Say that again. Stripped of all your egoic clothing so as to be born naked, to be bare to the brim, and to feel each other in a moment through an eternal silence. That right there is the presence that I'm talking about in which that you would fully understand someone else. And it's the most beautiful thing in this world, which many choose to only find through external stimulus, psychedelics, drugs, alcohol, sex. All of these mechanisms are just purely mechanisms. I'm not hating on either one of them. I'm sure they can all be used in a way that would be serving to some degree. But I'm here to tell you that you can realize that true understanding of who you are without anything external. Something I believe the Buddha experienced for himself and that people that have practiced a Zen philosophy that is not attached to a religion or a concept of structure, but that has become a self-religion, that has become a self-created realization in which that, as I enter myself, the further that I do, the more that I realize that I came out to be no one. And then stepping back out of that mountain of no one, looking back, I realized that we were all everyone. The three steps of realization. I am me, I am no one, so I am everyone. However you get there, however you get to a place of such realization, I wish you the best. I wish you the best, but when it comes to having to move forward in your relationships now, as we start to bring a summary of this relationship, of this podcast, that as you move forward in your relationships, please do the best you can to infuse that love, that truth, that light, the things of these podcasts, the concepts of these podcasts that light me up the most. I love to talk about social dynamics with you. I love to talk about the mechanics of which we drive the car, the indicators, the gears, the shifts, the trans, right, the, the tires, all of these mechanics, all of these mechanics of social dynamics, I love all of it. But at the end of the day, they're not the car. The steering wheel is not the car. The engine is not the car. The car is the car. The spirit energy emanating from the car is the car, is what we know as the car. Otherwise, it is just parts. Right? The car is the totality of its parts plus something else. And you can apply that to human beings just as much. The human being is not just the brain. Take away the brain, take away the arm, take away a toe. Right? Did you take away the human being? No, you did not. Right? The human being is something that we speak to that is much deeper within that. And so if you can find a connection to that, to whatever level that you can, please, please. And then take that and put that into the best of your possible human dynamics. 
do the best that you can, have the best conversations you can, set up relationships in the best way that you can, end relationships in the best way that you can. But do it with love. Do it with care for humanity. Do it in a way in which that if you die today, you know that you would die well. Die today, die well. And that's where we'll wrap up this podcast. I thank you all so much for being here. I'm sending you love, peace, and joy. Ja. And that brings me to my thanks for all of you. I thank you, first off, for just being here, your presence. But please let me know. Let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives, how you felt about this, any commentary. I'll do my best to get back as soon as I possibly can. And also, if you did enjoy the content, please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube video. It just helps it get sent out to more people in the community. And if you feel like this would resonate with someone else, please share it to some of your close friends. If you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching, it's all available on boldojo.com. Guided meditation, free resources of wisdom, free weekly on my newsletter, Bowl Sip. Just chuck your email in, comes out every Friday. That's all available, all the links down below. And if you would like to support the podcast directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link down below or on the website, boldojo.com in the podcast section. Anything that you guys give is always super appreciated. So thank you very much. Wishing you all the love, peace, and joy in this life.